0: This
1: is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. Welcome to the Delling Pod with uh, me, Bob Moran. Uh, and I know I always say this. No, hang on, this isn't really working out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, I like it, it's
0: catchy. You should try it
1: Bob Moran, James Dillingpole. Welcome. Hello.
2: Thanks, Jim.
1: So, Bob and I have got Christmas hats on and you've got a Love Actually jersey on.
0: That That is vicious. That is really, really <laughs> below the belt. I'm, I'm, I'm so... On so many levels, is that an evil thing? I I think I might actually just stop stop the show now, because okay, number one, you've just named the worst film ever made. I mean, I I I think that Richard Curtis is, I mean, he's not Blair level evil, but he's but he's you know lower tiered demon. I would say number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, this is not. A Christmas jumper. It's the that is the kind of nonsense I get from idiots at this time of year when I do <laughs> tend to wear this jumper. But what it is, I, I'm educating you here. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I, get, I, I know you don't have much much culture in South Africa. You've got no excuse, Bob. This <laughs> is a Nigel K. Bourne sweater. Do you know who Nigel K. Bourne is? No.
2: Oh, isn't he quite a famous fashion guy who, he does... he does A fascist that, designer. Based on the old expeditions, what people used to wear. Is that right, James?
0: Bob, Bob you're so... You, <laughs> you're so sneaky. <laughs> we, we, we did a dry run for this, didn't we? We did a, a dry run before... Mm. Uh, I thought we were on air, we weren't. And now we are. And, and you just you absorbed the information and regurgitated it convincingly, uh, almost to the point where I almost believed you. Yeah, that's right. He do- what he does is he recreates he recreates um, expedition yeah. wear from say the 1953 expedition to Antarctica or you know Everest or whatever, and he uses the original materials and he copies the patterns. And so this is not ceci n'est pas un poule de Noël. This is a, a proper, authentic, the kind of thing that manly men wore. In the 1950s yes but it still looks
1: like it it still looks like it's from love actually (laughs) listen hang on bob what is a great christmas movie i've been watching a few with my wife lately and they are Uh, all cheesy but you have to watch them a
2: lot of them are are rubbish aren't they um uh okay i think um i mean i don't know if it class you class it as a christmas movie but i love The snowman obviously and Mm. father christmas you know the raymond briggs ones um muppet christmas carol (laughs) that's that's a very good christmas movie and actually one of the most accurate tellings of the christmas carol on film weirdly
1: oopsie Um, my my light went funny um Everybody says that Die Hard is a Christmas movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because it happens at Christmas, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Well Batman as well. That, uh, I forget which one it is now.
2: Yeah, there's a few films yeah. that have Christmas in them. But I, I don't know if you can class them as Christmas movies.
0: Do you know, I <laughs> used to, uh, in, in my days, was just continue, continuing the early, earlier fashion theme, I used to go one of my favorite shops in London was this uh place called Margaret Howell who who is a you know she does just does, does some nice clothes and every time I used to go to Margaret Howell who should I bump into but a man who became my Margaret Howell friend Alan Rickman Alan uh, Rickman who was the baddie in the wasn't he or was that Jeremy Irons he,
2: he, no no's um Uh, Yeah, it is Alan Rickman in Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. Who's also in Love Actually? James
0: was he? We're back to love. (laughs) He was was a bit of he was a bit of a um, (laughs) love. All roads, all roads lead to love. Actually,
1: (laughs) underneath that apparently
0: so the sinister, sinister because he was also Snape, wasn't he? He was also Snape in in the Harry Potter films. By the way, I was gonna. I was gonna recommend my. That's also
1: Christmas a Christmas movie, movie, by the way. I think that's this also is Christmas.
0: Really, have any of you ever seen my, the Christmas classic, a film called *Lilia Forever*? Uh, I, I if ever no, you're no. feeling down at Christmas, you should really watch this film. It's about it's about this woman who is trafficked as a sex slave. Um, I'm already <laughs> keen. keen. Yeah no it is i jest it is it is the most depressing film i've ever seen and it was recommended oh yeah to me. great idea then it was recommended to me by my friend alan de botton and uh he said you know you've got to see i i'd love to know what you think about this film i i found it really interesting he said and and you know it's definitely worth watching so i started watching this film and it was just like Half an hour of the most bleak bleakness that you could ever imagine. You're thinking, no, it surely can't get any worse than this. Please tell me, please tell me that 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 you know there's a, there's a twist and suddenly it starts turning nice and fun. So I stopped the stopped the, the movie and 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 rang him up to find out, and he wasn't there. So I had to sit through the rest of the film to fight. Well, obviously, like I, I couldn't find out just by by cheating. And I have to say, it gets worse. It's just so don't. Uh, but that said, that said, I would rather watch Lilia forever, ten times in back to back, than ever watch Love Actually.
1: But come on, James, there are some great moments. That that scene where he's holding the signs with the sentences on it—that's that, a classic. <laughs> to what's her name what's the name the actress uh with the underbite
0: Kira Knightley
1: there, there we go there we go ah, listen there I will we, hold up any sign for Kira Knightley
0: except well you know that you know that <laughs> she's transgender or so I heard what I think so
1: Kira Knightley no
0: I, I sometimes think Jerm that you are what, you so, are, so you, what
1: you're saying is her name is Keira Knightley <laughs>
0: If you are as far down the, the the rabbit hole as as I have I have gone in the last couple of years, you will find people who will tell you that most of the people in Hollywood are cloned and transgender. So the people you think are, are, are men are women, and, and the the women are men, vice versa. It's quite shocking. And they all got I, masks I, I on. Don't... Oh, well, that as well. Yeah, yeah i think i think I'm, i mean i could be making this up but i don't think i am i think she's one of them or he um
2: she wears she does in love actually she wears fairly baggy clothing but um in atonement she's got a very clingy dress on at one point hasn't she and the, i don't remember seeing any lumps or bumps but you're talking about you know, Knightley. be removed in post i, I guess
1: yeah but wasn't well, wasn't Ke- wasn't kira knightley also in that in that movie was it alexander or something um
2: uh, um, are you thinking of um, uh, King Arthur? Yes, uh, and the-
1: they were all wearing, they're all wearing like hardcore armor <laughs> and she's got this like little leather crop top on. <laughs> yeah,
2: and interestingly, this this actually links to what James is saying because quite f- um, famously with that, uh, in the poster for that film, they had to enhance her breasts and she got very upset about it Yeah, um, because she doesn't really have much of a bosom
0: there you are you see, it's all coming out now I think that also it would be quite easy for I mean for any of us to fake not being fake being women wouldn't it I mean okay we have to pad our, pad our chests out a bit but we could and we do have stubble what, do you know, well you do you do you, you, you're, you're a swarthy type, but some, I mean look, I could be a girl, I think quite easily. What, what I would do <laughs> is no to, to persuade people that I was that I had no male genitalia. Do you know what the red Indians used to do or well, the Native Americans, I suppose we must: You can't
1: say before. red Indian anymore, James, that's very racist. Okay. The,
0: the, the Native Americans
1: used to I do. think first Nations, let's be correct, please. Okay. we do not support do? political incorrectness here.
0: Okay. When they went into battle on their horses, I mean, I, I, I feel that, that I, I am the incarnation of a, of a Red Indian First Nations person myself, because I love horses. Um, and tobacco. Perhaps that's why I'm, I know about this. But what they used to do before they went into battle was they would tuck their bollocks and their, their, their tackle into, it's like inside themselves so that there was nothing to be chopped off or shot when when they were when the seventh cavalry came along and they could do that so we could like those like those tie boys
2: yeah exactly do you you mean do you mean like turn it inside out or
0: yeah tuck it in tuck it in
1: you know how uncomfortable well yes you all know how uncomfortable that must be i can't even imagine it
0: but less less uncomfortable than having it chopped off in battle (laughs)
1: Listen, James, what's also uncomfortable is you're, you're sitting off-center, and I was, no, I, was, no, no. I was waiting for you to <laughs> center yourself at some point. <laughs> That's better. Hey, listen, on that, i got a question yeah. for you. Let's say now you were in one of those nightclubs in Thailand, and like the super, super ultra-hot chick is chatting with you the whole evening. You yeah. go home to a hotel or whatever, and you find out that she's got a dong what happens at that point do you think this is <laughs> do you think this is like an unethical situation <laughs>
0: is this a test <laughs> Because I'm, apparently go. yeah I've seen I've seen on on Twitter and things that that there are these um these transgender activist groups which are outraged at the number of men who are so old fashioned that if they they discovered that the woman they met in a nightclub was in fact a man, that outrageously they would choose not to have sex with them. And that just goes to show how discriminated against transsexual people are. Um, But I'm a man of a certain generation, Jim. And I have to say, I'm sufficiently old school to think that I would not want to go to bed with a man even if it, it, who looked like a girl, even if he was the girliest girl. Um, I mean, look, it was different you, when I was you, at prep school in the 1970s.
1: You're sitting there in the hotel, James, and you're going, all right, I'll take one for the team.
0: No, no. When, when there was no other option, when I was at boarding school, you know, th- then obviously you had to go gay. <laughs> but, but, I, but I, you know, I've I, that was a long time ago and boys were prettier in those days. I mean, the, the, like... As now,
1: no. You know what I don't get? I was in the shopping mall this this week, one of the rare times I go to the mall, and I saw so many guys wearing skinny jeans. What is going on?
2: Yeah, but although, I don't know, but I mean James and I are both very skinny men,
0: and I sometimes have to buy <laughs> so skinny jeans. Jeans, jeans are naturally skinny. On my legs. <laughs> Yeah. A, Bob makes a good point there. We we kind of so, have to wear skinny jeans because uh, otherwise yeah. girls, our wives wouldn't fancy us. In fact, they'd just divorce us like instantly.
2: Yeah, nobody wants a man with trousers billowing in the wind like a marquee. Really don't.
0: <laughs> yes, but,
1: but no woman wants a guy with thigh gaps.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there is that. But Bob at least has, has the advantage of being tall. If you're a short ass like me, you really do have to wear narrow trousers in order to give the illusion that you are
1: no but that's not what i mean i mean those jeans that that look like tights they look like you're wearing a carrot or something Oh no,
2: yeah. Yeah. sprayed on yeah yes oh, that's horrible
1: <laughs> and <laughs> that's it, horrible. It, ma- it makes your legs go down to a point and then you end up with clown feet
0: i can't bear it and, and they sort of they finish before the bottom don't they they don't go all mm. the way down Oh, it's hot.
2: They finish before the bottom and then these people often wear those weird loafers without any socks as well.
1: <laughs> and they make your feet stink. I don't get that.
0: <laughs> the world is just going to hell. I
1: think. So, yeah, yes. that, that should be known not as fashion design, but as fascist design.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a good thing. But everything's is going to pot. We know that. Did you say pot? I'm not. I'm not going to yep. smoke. I'm, I'm actually sure i didn't have time to get my act together to go and get some whiskey but i've got some really good whiskey that i'm going to drink some of live you, you
1: need it. you need to join us you need to join us james
0: i'm going to do you want um, going to get it now you can
1: yes it but before you go i just want to say i watched a great clip of you on some british news channel um you were sitting oh, in studio old- i don't what what's
0: that Are you sure it wasn't the Australian thing last night, this morning?
1: Was it? I don't know. You were in studio, so I I don't know what it is, but you were talking.
0: Oh, that thing. No, no, that's, that's some other thing I did. Yeah. It was great. I was really naughty this morning. I was on Australian. It's confusing because it was on on, on a a nighttime Australian show hosted by a guy called Corey Bernardi, who was an Australian politician. And he's a mate of mine and um, it was on Sky News Australia and he was asking me about current affairs and stuff and i mentioned the death jab and you could see the panic the panic going through the the, i mean, through his earpiece and he he had to sort of apologize for my inappropriate comment but the point is i got the death jab on on mainstream tv in australia
1: they didn't censor you
0: well they couldn't could they because i i came out with it and they probably they presumably didn't have a delay so they couldn't bleep me out,
1: James. That deserves a chink chink, but you don't have one.
0: Chink, chink. Yeah. Go no, get that was a that, that
1: was a hint. <laughs> can I go now? Yes. Go can I get um,
0: I'll
1: come back.
2: Well, we shouldn't Look. say that either. If we can't, if we, if we can't say red Indians, we definitely can't say
1: uh, chink chink. Oh, I see what you did there. No, we, you're right. we oh. we we we, sh- we, sh- we shouldn't talk about the Russians like that.
2: No, no, absolutely.
1: What's the weather like on your side, by the way? It is uh, really, really hot here.
2: It's very, very cold here. It's a, it was, um, about minus four this morning here, but there's what? no snow, there's no snow. We haven't really had much snow. Everything's just, um, frosty and, and very beautiful, but it's freezing cold.
1: You know, I, I've never been to the UK and I really want to visit uh, because in my head, I've got this very romanticized version of the UK. I, I picture the Postman Pat vibe.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose
1: I'll be disappointed.
2: Postman Pat is set in Yorkshire, um, but no, where I live is a little bit like Postman Pat.
1: With sort of yeah. green, green countryside and those little cobble road type type vibe
2: yeah little stone walls Mm. and um sheep in the fields um really and yeah
1: that's amazing
2: if you come and stay with me jim you'll have a vaguely postman pat vibe
1: i'll definitely come and stay with you because i i'm looking for an excuse to visit the uk i just don't want to stay too long in london
2: No, no, don't spend too much time in London. No, there's definitely not a lot of Postman Pat there.
1: (laughs) I was in Paris with my wife in 2019, and um, I felt like I was in um, the capital of uh, Pakistan. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Paris is a very confusing city. Um, So,
0: have I missed
1: You, We were just talking about your your Love Actually uh, jumper
0: right let's go <laughs> okay check this out this oh where is it where? there it is okay. Ooh. okay it's called the falls of caledonia yeah and oh i can't get no stop it there there
2: oh look at that
0: and so it's i got this uh, as a freebie um, because they sponsor london calling it's this company called Heroes and Heretics Land- and they're getting London- free advertising from me now.
1: What but is London I Calling?
0: Have to say, I'm not <laughs> James never I'm heard not of London p- Calling. Well I know,
1: the, particular- I know the I know the the album. Is that we're not talking about the same thing
0: though, right? No, no. Look. Okay. Um, London no. Calling is
2: another podcast that James does. Oh yeah. yeah. every, well, every week with so- Toby Young.
1: Oh, that? Oh. Yeah. I thought you I thought you were talking about like some company or something.
0: And? It's really, it's really nice. I mean, I know Sodall all about whiskey. But it just, it's... I mean, you should, shouldn't you? Actually, I, I say I know sod all. Uh, When I was a, a sort of MSM journalist, I got given lots of assignments. And one of them was to go up to um, Islay. Isla, oh, the Isla,
2: amazing. To, Why didn't I get the,
0: that? Oh, yeah, it's great. I, I got so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, we could spend all evening talking about the amazing freebies I got, the trips I got, you know, hanging out right. with Jimmy Page and Robert Plant in- No in ways. LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, tell, I, I can tell you that story sometime if you want, but um, one of them was a trip to a distillery in Isla called Bruick Laddie. And we had to nose this this, this special cask edition, blah, 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 malt, single malt. And one oh, of the okay. things I learned is that you're not really supposed to drink whiskey raw. You're supposed to mix it with water to you know dilute it to to bring out the the something or others. I forget the details. But I, I, yeah. I, I kind of quite like it, raw.
2: Well what I what I understand is you have to put a, a tiny amount of water is enough mm. to induce a reaction that basically makes it smoother and tastes better you don't need loads of water so you need to have a little jug i've got a jug here
0: okay i'm just going to put a tiny amount of (laughs) (laughs) water okay not tap
2: water it's fresh from the berkey okay
1: watch him watch him use tap water Yeah. 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 (laughs) so are you on are you on leave now bob
2: uh no i'm not i'm but i've um i've gone down to just doing two cartoons a week for the time being because i've had a lot on the last few weeks so uh i've got another i was trying to get another cartoon finished today but i felt rough so i didn't get it out so i'll put one out tomorrow and then i'll probably do a couple next week and then finish for christmas uh but i'll probably only have a week
0: off right james What I want to know is, are you chaps not in trouble with your wives? Because, like mine, I, I think is thinking. I was looking forward to a uh, a Friday evening watching TV and stuff uh, with my <laughs> husband, and instead he's he's gone off this gay orgy with these people I don't yeah. know. Well, I don't Online know, bloody South African yeah. guy. And i I've, I've okay. I've heard of cartoonist. but what is this horrible podcast? St- stuff that's taking up my friday night and why is he drinking whiskey which he never does my well,
1: wife is more my wife is more like please go and go and uh, hang out
0: oh, oh brilliant <laughs> what about yours
2: Bob? well we have we have three young children james so we don't really get friday evenings or any evenings anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that world that the world of yeah. hell before yeah. your children emerge from the tunnel yeah,
2: yeah. this is the thing yeah so our evenings are gone um yeah because our youngest is just about to turn
0: two oh, no. so i mean I, I mean that's lovely obviously but but, but at the same time <laughs> i it is i remember I, I remember when my children were like small like yours and i remember having conversations with with some other parents in a similar boat and they'd been to a party where there were some parents with older children and they said yeah. And it's amazing. Like, like when they get older, you you, you get all this freedom and, and you can just like, it's like living normally again. And we thought, wow, that just sounds, I can't wait till that happens. What, what, you know, what would it feel like? If it would all great. So yeah, that's all yeah. ahead of you.
2: Yeah. I mean, we almost reached that stage um, during, you know, when all this madness started and for some reason, somehow, I don't quite remember. I, th- I feel like maybe I was tricked into it. But we then had another one, and so <laughs> we got we've
0: got longer to wait. Do you do you know, do you know how that happens, Bob? If he, has anyone told I, you? Yeah, he I, uh,
1: his know. wife his wife used his bath water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Jam. Is that what they teach you in South African schools? Is that, is that, that
1: <laughs> yes? That's it, that is quite <laughs> correct.
0: Not go in the bath, man. It's dangerous. It's- <laughs> hey, your accent your
1: accent isn't too bad, eh? Hey? Listen, speaking oh. of the South African accent, nobody can get it right. Uh but Matt Damon, no. Yeah, was it Matt Damon? No. Who was it now that acted No no sorry, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. He did he did Blood Diamond.
2: Oh That's, he's good in Blood Diamond,
0: isn't he? He was he, yeah? he's good in Blood Diamond. Yeah. And he he did a fairly so this a,
2: ending, um uh th- he plays Francois pinard doesn't he? Mm. Yeah,
1: but his accent was um no it wasn't very good and uh, well morgan Fiennes, as mandela was atrocious but um he didn't even try he just said ah whatever and you know and then uh, leo was okay but what was what was interesting about leonardo in blood diamond is that i i know he had a, a south african voice coach to help him with that because everybody struggles with our accent um because it's such a it's such a hybrid of like dutch and german and english and everything it's a it's a mess
0: yeah. Oh, do you know my favorite podcast of yours? Um, th- this year, it was the one about the history of um, the, uh, the Boers.
1: Yeah, very interesting.
0: I love that one, and I I, I, I came. I, I, I suddenly realised that I'm I'm totally on the side of the Boers, and you I should I, be. I, I, I would like to apologise for for the First and Second War Wars.
1: No, listen. So. <clears throat> um, people under, misunderstand this i mean obviously the british were going to win because they had the numbers uh, yeah. but you have to admire the strategy of the of the boers i mean you had they were completely outnumbered completely outnumbered and they they had the british going for way longer than than the british had had anticipated but i mean oh, yeah make no mistake right let's make no mistake the british are probably one of the greatest conquerors in history i mean a little island conquers half the world oh, and you don't, do, you, don't, you, don't, you don't do that by asking nicely.
0: No, you're right. We, we, we are better than the Romans. We, yeah. we, we, we kick ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: you know, but, but, but speaking of the Romans, do you not, I mean, what were the Romans actually?
1: Yeah, what have they ever do? done for us?
2: <laughs> now, hey, I, 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 this is very interesting. What, what actually was the Roman project? you know this is something i've been thinking about a lot what do you mean the well i mean the roman empire is sold to us as um very much about progress and technology yeah. and advancement of it and and there's when you think about it in the current context of what's going on um it seems possible that their end goal may have been something fairly similar to the current agenda Oh, totally.
1: Uh, That's you know, interesting,
2: right? No, he's and, right. He's, uh, he's dead
0: right. Uh, mm.
2: You know what? You know, and and um, what kind of world had, had they created? If you look at the the story of Jesus and the world he entered into, and the way people were completely taken aback by his very basic moral messages. What the hell have the Romans done to society to make it that controversial? Right? Well Do you know what I mean?
1: Well other uh, than well, other than running water and roads and law and language, what have the Romans actually done for us?
0: Yeah, but that was part <laughs> of the look because because they, they essentially were around so long, they got to control the narrative. They had yeah. all those authors in in, in the got in the Augustan age particularly selling us this dream of of roman civilization and look at what happened look at the generations of our own empire the british empire who who sort of i I mean for 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 centuries i mean a couple of centuries at least i mean i mean um going back to the 16th century well no, no, i mean think how long it is that, that we've learned latin that scholarly men have learned latin and and have have celebrated the literature of of, yeah. of the Romans uh so you I I, I think Bob's absolutely right um also yeah. I wonder whether the the Roman Empire really fell in the in, in the in the fifth century because <laughs> it, it's arguable if you if you want to yeah. really go down the rabbit hole if you want to know who really controls the world I would contend that it is probably The black nobility and if you look at the bloodlines of the black nobility a lot of them go back to uh, our italian families which are presumably the, the the descendants of the roman families all the all the families that got the sort of their fancy residences on the capitoline hill and so on so so yeah the romans are not our friends Actually, never think they are,
1: James. If you really want to go down the rabbit hole, uh, the Roman Empire didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? Oh, <tell> me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you see, you're, you're frivolous, Jam. You just you're, just you're just a lightweight.
2: <laughs> I, I I sort of I look at it like this because if you if you um, Assume that the, the the Roman Empire was, you know, taking the world to a very dark place and and pushing a similar agenda for human beings, to what's currently going on, which is essentially stripping them of their of their mm. um, divine spirit yeah. and turning them into uh, soulless autonomous automatons, um, and and let's say somebody called Jesus comes along, whatever you want, whoever you want to believe he was, and halts it in its tracks, right, scuppers their plan, then what better revenge uh, or or what better way of um, getting back at that than essentially veiling themselves, these same people veiling themselves in the belief system established by that man and founding the Roman Catholic Church. Right. Yeah, yeah. As ostensibly, you know, the centre of this faith established by what that man did, but but in reality the continuation of the same agenda.
0: You mean Constantine's fake conversion? Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you know. the incorporation into the church of all the all the mystery religions, all the sort of the Canaanite religions, that the fact that they've got an Asherah pole in, in um, St. Peter's Square. St.
2: Peter's Square, yeah. And, and, and also the fact that every society, secret society, whether Illuminati or the Masons or uh, Knights of Malta, appear to have had the Jesuits uh, somewhere near their conception um, the 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 thing is that the, the you go down these rabbit holes and, and a lot of them do seem to lead back to the Catholic Church. Um,
0: Can you guys read that? Yeah. The committee of three hundred. Yeah. Do you know? I was. This is this is freaky. I was at a dinner party the other day, with somebody was in the committee of three hundred? <laughs> right. Whoa. And How was to... that? The weird thing was that he spoke to my wife and not to me because of mm. the of the plasma. And the problem was that that particular evening, I had the most terrible shit. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> So I had to, I had to leave. I had to leave the dinner. So I was never. This,
2: I, um, is this bateco induced shits, James?
0: No, no. Uh, funnily enough, it was the bateco that I, I after that was one of the reasons why I, I, I started working my bateco heavily um again oh, because right. I was, I was going through a bad period, a bad health period, and yeah. So bateco came to my rescue.
1: You know, you have to be careful these days, James. Um, you. If you're a guy, you can't really say, I, I, I'm going through a bad period. Because this whole transgenderism thing has, has really buggered up the way in which we, we, we communicate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I apologize.
1: You're going through a, a bad point in time. <laughs> a, bad, a
0: bad point in time, yeah. yeah. Look, I, think, I, I think I'm old enough. To I've almost got the got the um, got to the stage where I'm like racist granddad. I can say whatever I like, but I didn't. To can that yeah.
2: Okay, that for the purposes of this podcast, you can be racist granddad. I'm racist granddad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not that old, James. I don't. Do you know what? I don't even. I don't even believe. I I, I think racism is 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 part of the psyop. Well
1: listen to this earlier this week on my podcast it hasn't been released yet i had jesse d peterson and he argues that racism just doesn't even exist
0: yeah he's right it's just bollocks yeah yeah
2: um a bit like the left right political divide
0: yes it's the, it's, it's the same thing and 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 like like anti-semitism of course which is which is the biggest bollocks of all
1: like yeah it's just i mean it's just a uh, uh, norman finkelstein actually said on, on my podcast that it's essentially just a way to silence uh legitimate criticism of israel
0: totally totally yeah yeah uh, we're, we're, i mean we're on the same page then. but
2: all, all of all of it is to silence legitimate criticism of anybody you know yeah. because of a label they happen to have to you know, often a label they've given themselves yeah a, what do you
1: make? What do you make of Elon and Kanye Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, do you, do you want to go first, Bob?
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: I, 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 reckon you know, Bob. I reckon you're 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 my brother from another mother. I, I, I don't honestly think that, that our, our opinions on anything are going to differ very much. I mean, this is one thing I, I totally love about you. You are so sound.
2: No, but I worry about money. that. It could get very boring because i don't uh no i don't think you've ever said anything i disagreed with
0: how no. boring is that no no it, it isn't boring actually I, I i tell you what jim the best one of the best moments of this year for me and i'm sure it must be the same for bob was this thing we had a, a couple of weekends ago in in london where we had i know about some it sort of sharklings and and stuff and we i know had, about it we had Danny Rampling DJ. I mean, imagine, and and like for for, for the for the after party. I, I mean, I, I, you may be too young to remember the, the the second summer of love and 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 dance music. Maybe it's all it's old hat for you. But but
1: are you are you are you asking me? I, I think I'm yeah. older than Bob. <laughs> okay,
2: okay. So a bit older than me. I missed it. <laughs>
1: So so yes, he, asked, so, he asked how you test your age. If you yeah. if you if you remember rhythm as a dancer. <laughs>
0: okay, how how old are you, Germ? Actually,
1: um, I'm 27. No, <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: 27 <laughs> is, the, is, is the age is the age which all rock stars die. Is, is, that, is that what you're trying to invoke with that <laughs>
1: Like like Jimi Hendrix. No, I'm I'm yeah. 43. And Jim I Morrison. Think, I think I think I'm 43. I'm 43.
0: Child child and Bob's but Bob is about 27 I'm, I'm 36 yeah 36
1: and you well, what, what are you what
0: are you James for a nasty moment I thought Bob was gonna say he was 33 and I, I was thinking oh no, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah how you James, James? yeah I, I'm not gonna talk about my age I've, I've reached the age where you don't talk about your age <laughs> oh what, that's
1: fine you don't you, you don't you don't look a day over 52 so it's all good no.
0: what, I, what I can tell you is that I am very impressive for my age. You know, I still do brave things like going fox hunting, which is pretty <laughs> Fox? <laughs> fo- fox hunting? <laughs> is that a real thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, Bob, Bob can tell you. It's 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 no mean mean thing to to, to go fox hunting. You've you've got to be quite brave. In all. Jim, when you come over
2: here, when you come over here, you, you need to go fox hunting some in some capacity. Can
1: when, you write this, Jim? No, my wife does, but I I go hunting.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no, you don't. No, you don't. You go American hunting. Americans well, I, call hunting. Tell you hunting
1: what, I have to quickly go and get myself another whiskey, and I'm going to quickly fetch a little something that I shot, and I'll bring it up and I'll show you.
2: Okay. This is it's very it's very weird how amusing foreign people find
0: the concept of fox hunting. I know, I know. Foreigners, I mean, I, I they don't know squat, do they really? anything yeah. I, I mean there's a reason why we had to we had to crush them with our empire <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean well, I, all joking aside <laughs> they needed putting in their place people like people like jam. <laughs> they needed civilizing
2: well we should really have, have infested every country we invaded with foxes that was our yeah. mistake you know
0: well, I think we did sort of. I, I so I, I I did a. I've just done a a, 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 a fox hunting podcast, the fir- the inaugural podcast with with these people. I, I thought they were antis. They were called, they are called Jamie and Hugo, and I got this I got this email. I, I got this this Twitter message from them. You know, I think you've heard from my friend Hugo uh, that he, we'd like to do a podcast about hunting. I
2: thought, yeah.
0: I'm. I i was not born yesterday. I'm not yeah, yeah. falling for this crap. You've chosen the poshest names imaginable, and you're trying yeah, to yeah. trap me into revealing stuff about hunting.
2: Your saboteur <laughs> alarm was going off.
0: Yeah. So I. So I. I, I can't. I, 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 I. blocked them on Twitter, and then later through through other avenues, I got this message saying, um, "We're still trying to see whether you would you do this do this podcast with us." I realized that they were real
2: they were real hunters. James, have I told you that my little brother is a taxidermist? I
0: don't
2: think I've told no,
0: you. No. Yeah. But I've got a, can you tell him? I've got a a, a dead baby woodpecker in my yeah. in my freezer that I've been desperate to get taxidermied for about, for about um, two years, 3 years.
2: Okay. Yeah, he can do that for you.
0: Yeah. He was called Pecky. Uh, it was a juvenile green woodpecker. Yeah. And we rescued him because he was in a bad way and kept him in a, a box with sawdust and or something. And then eventually, he died, but, but it was very sad. But um, he had a good okay. life in our house while we looked after him.
2: Okay, so you want to get him mounted? And
0: um, I don't know
1: if you little... you, I don't even know if you can it... see this. With
2: yes.
0: Oh wow! Hang on. Look at that! Is that a kudu? It went...
1: No, it's a, it's a, it's an impala. Yeah, it's oh, doesn't, did you it shoot doesn't... that? Yeah, at about 160 meters, yeah.
0: Yeah. But wow. notice, that, notice that verb I used there. Did you hear the verb? You know what a verb what? is? You probably don't. Do you? <laughs> you know what a verb is? <laughs> did, you, did you hear the verb it's I a, it's used?
1: A verb is he, she, him.
0: I didn't say, did you hunt it? I said, did you shoot uh,
1: it? No, no, no. I, That's I, the I, I did both. I had to walk for about two hours to find it, and then, and then, I, so and then I shot it. it.
0: Yes. You stalked did- it. And
1: you then stalked. you shot it you didn't no, run no, it to no, ground. You know,
0: no there's you can't outrun run an impala bob hunting <laughs> is what you do
1: on a horse <laughs> no this was on foot
0: yeah
2: so you stalked it can you yeah. eat an impala yes Did they taste good? yes yes
1: yeah. yes I, I shot three of them so i brought them all home oh nice and then and then sort of no but there's too much meat so i gave it
0: how long do you hang it for
1: no 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 it was done for me Okay. but a, a few weeks
0: yeah it depends
1: I'll on I'll what I'll they're making no but it depends on what they're doing with it because we ended up with uh, with with excuse me with steaks and sausages and uh, what, what do you guys what do you guys call biltong beef jerky there we go beef jerky yeah, well,
2: biltong
0: now as well yeah we're familiar okay. with your culture
1: <laughs> it's not the same thing i remember when i was in australia they had no idea what biltong is and so i bought beef jerky and it just does not taste the same
0: just remember we ruled you for many many years so we, we're familiar <laughs> with your ways
1: <laughs> yeah well listen i'm still learning to write yeah
2: Let's go. um did you did did you do latin at school Jim? Did, did people study latin in south africa
1: on your side did you study latin
2: i did yeah i mean Duh. if you go to public school here you you basically have to do latin
1: why it, nobody uses it
2: no but it's really cool it's, it's oh well, really yes, so cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. it's really interesting you can you can, you can you can end up reading it. Language. it teaches you about every other language um yeah i really like latin
1: you can uh, you can use latin for asterisks. uh
0: yeah you, you can yeah you can slip it into your your sentences in a kind of knowing way which 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 you can sound smart the ignorant but, but 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 those who get it will go yes i i get that latin tag it's rather splendid yes he's one of us audience
2: though. Yeah. Um,
1: does anybody actually use latin anywhere in the world i think they just use it in law don't they oh uh and the vatican i suppose hey
0: uh, yeah. And cl- classics, yeah, Classics teachers still use it.
1: But I mean, other than what? For educational purposes, it's not used actively,
0: is it? Well, in the Vatican, as you say, that that they, they use it there. They, they use um, it in the
2: Vatican to, to praise Lucifer every so often.
0: <laughs> yes, um. they do. <laughs> the, re- the
1: reason why the Vatican uses That's a good, Latin is so that nobody knows what they're talking about.
0: The, the, I, I've been told by by various catholic priests that the devil hates latin so so why is it so current uh-huh. in the vatican he loves it obviously oh, I
2: haven't heard that. that's interesting
0: oh well i learned the lord's prayer in latin um in but order can you say to, it yeah paternoster i don't know i've had a whiskey now sanctification <laughs> norman tuum i regnum tuum, tuum. fiat voluntus chur in cello et in Terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum donum nobis horiae et mitte nobis debitor nostris secutet nos de mitte nostris and ninos in ducas in tantum tantum dierum sed liberal liberanos amalo. Amen.
1: Wow! All right, cheers to that. That is amazing.
0: That well, it's not is... really. I mean, you know, I, I, I do say it every day, and, and I can also do the, uh, the St. Michael's Prayer. Sanctum Michael Arcangle, defending us in prolio contra unequitiam et insidias diaboli est presidium. Imperat Deus. So it goes on. No, but you know
1: what's what's funny is that nobody actually knows if you're saying real words.
0: I <laughs> well, do. they would. I, I am... would. The, um but would.
2: The thing about... That's the thing about Latin when you, when, I mean, when I was learning it at school, the problem was, it, unlike French, Spanish, German, you don't really speak it for some reason, you ju- you, you just read it and translate it. And I, I think that's a bit of a mistake. If they could get people to speak it, they'd connect with it in,
0: in a better way.
1: It's very beautiful, isn't it?
0: It is. Yeah. I think, I think Latin is, if, if I were devising the, the perfect school curriculum, which I often think about actually Latin would definitely be on it and, and Greek. Actually, I think yeah. you'd need, I wish I, wish I, I could read ancient Greek in order well, let to me, understand the Bible better.
1: Le, let me bring like out that. my asterisks. My, I'm going to bring out my, my Latin book. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: asterisks in Latin.
1: No, my boy, uh, I
2: just managed to get my boy, my, um, eight year old onto asterisks. But um, he's, he's just on the English vers- version for now.
1: Uh, we we actually own French asterisks because we decided that's what you do when you're in Paris. Um, you buy French asterisks. I think I think we picked them up for. Oh, I'm going to get I'm going to get the price wrong now. I think they were like ten euros each. Is that a lot?
2: I don't know. It's all worthless now, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: oh uh, yeah of course you I've guys got, don't
1: you guys don't work in euros sorry
0: i've got the first edition of um a barbar in of french oh um, wow first barbar edition and his the one about the monkey uh, i i and polymosh do you know where they go to the island where polymosh all these yep. monsters oh it's wow it's a good story Wait, like, th-
2: was this another freebie from
0: telegraph days or was it it, funnily enough, it was. It was Baba Aeson Ami Zephyr. And I can't remember what I... I did an article where I went to a, an antiquarian bookshop and they said, you can have a, the, the antiquarian book of your choice. And I, I chose Baba son Ami Zephyr, which translates as Baba and his friend Zephyr, who was a monkey.
2: Yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. It's really good. Uh,
2: I I joined at the wrong time.
0: Oh, Bob, you so did. I, I got did. so many, so many good. Well, actually, one of my best trips, and this was towards the end, but before before it went to shit. I went to um, Svalbard, you know, like um, Spitsbergen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with the crew that made the David Attenborough documentaries about polar bears oh,
2: and that's we one. went
0: in search of, of polar bears and we, we, we so we we flew out up to spitzbergen uh to, to Longyearbyen, as it, uh, the capital is called and we got kitted out in a one piece sort of polar suit and we each got given a skidoo and we drove for 300 <laughs> miles round the uh, around svalbard and it was just amazing I didn't oh, see a wow. single bloody polar bear because they'd all been melted by global warming. But yeah. it was it was it was fun.
1: That David Attenborough is—he's an
0: establishment he's hack. He's a piece of work. no, he's, oh, he's worse than that. He's he completely he's whispery voice servant. He completely lied about those. I think it was the
1: walruses. I think it was. Walruses. He did lie. About uh,
0: walruses. Yeah,
2: but they lied. There was another thing they lied about, which was was actually polar bears, wasn't it? In the. Uh, they shot some baby polar bears in a den or something, and it was actually in a zoo.
0: They do all that and, kind of stuff. Yeah. I can't believe he's still
1: alive. What is he like, 140 now?
0: Well, there's a certain substance that, the, that these people take, yeah. which keeps them yeah. alive, which we're not going to mention on air, but but. They
1: that adrenaline, that adrenaline, that adrenaline, something or another.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah, it keeps me going. It's, it's better than synatogen. <laughs> By the way,
1: uh, Bob, why don't you have a podcast?
0: Um
1: why
2: don't I have a podcast? Uh I well, I have thought about it. I've thought about it. I
1: think it, you would do really well.
2: Um yeah. I probably don't have time at the moment to do that. And I you know, I th- this is something people don't maybe don't understand because um So many people know my work now and I've, you know, got this big audience and and a lot of the people who are now following me don't appreciate the fact that uh, two and a half years ago, nobody knew or cared who I was. You know, I didn't have a platform or or anything. So um, it's like this thing that comes up sometimes about, well, you you didn't speak out early on and you have to say, no, you just weren't aware of me early on because I only had 5,000 followers, you know. It's not, yeah. there's, there's a difference. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe i do a podcast. Um,
0: but, but hang maybe on, maybe there's
2: only room for one cartoonist doing a podcast, Jim don't you think?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and also, hang on, do I, what are you saying here? What, well, why do we need more competition in this already crowded market? It's not like you're not saying to me, James, why don't you do some cartoons? I think you'd be, really let me tell you why.
1: Yeah, because let me tell you why. Nobody's going to listen to a 36-year-old called Bob because they're all going to tune in thinking he's 75.
2: Yeah, yeah that as well. this is the thing. <laughs> and, and as I said as I said to James um, in London a couple of weeks ago, my main focus still in career-wise is to
0: get on the Dellingpot. Oh, still, it's going to happen, you know. man. Totally so, going to happen.
1: How has that not happened?
0: <laughs> Do you want to know the real reason? yes because I I, I, I said this to to Bob at at my my comedy thing gig a couple of weeks ago um, and I meant it I know that Bob is going to be so good it's going to be like talking to myself it's going to be that good and I'm trying to I I keep thinking we've got to have a special occasion where it's like before a live audience and i I, yeah. I i keep sort of because i'm so disorganized i can't get the moment together when i do the, the live audience thing and I, I i feel that if i squander bob on it on just a kind of at the end of a um you know riverside uh, online chat it won't be as good as if we just you know have our full you know session in public that's that's the only reason
2: no i, I, I do feel as though um we, we both kind of uh, have deliberately held off because we feel like there's gonna be a perfect moment and it's not come yet.
0: No, exactly, it, it will happen because, because God will make it happen. That, that, that's, yeah. I realize that is the deal. That's the deal. You just kind of leave it in the hands of God and he, he deals with it.
1: That sounds very lazy.
0: <laughs> it is lazy, but it works, don't knock it. Don't knock it. I tell you, did I tell you the, the, uh, well, I mean, there's so many examples of this. So the, <laughs> um, <laughs> I went to this brilliant festival uh, last year. Was it this year? No, no still this year, um, called the Hope Festival. And I was going to do my first, uh, you know, I, I was going to do an event in a tent, and, uh, and I thought, well, I, I suppose I should record it. And, and as, a, as, as, the, as the, the event loomed, I, I thought, if I were an efficient person, I would get my ducks in a row and, and, and make sure there's somebody there to record it and, and I or I'll, I'll bring some equi- I'll borrow some equipment or make it happen and because I'm a lazy ass sod as you, as you've correctly identified I thought no God will make it happen I will just turn up and God will provide He, he will make people He'll provide people and and sure enough I mean it was it, it was quite touch and go was quite last minute but god did provide various people to lend me their equipment to help me out volunteer and the thing was recorded and and lo it was so so it does work
2: yeah i I mean i think there's another element to that which is uh you know the best the best things often happen spontaneously don't they mm. when when you don't plan if you plan something too hard it's never going to be that that great is it and so you 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 could probably discern that god wants us to be a bit spontaneous and and wing it more than most people do which is exactly how the thing in london happened the other week you know no one really knew exactly what the plan was we just showed up and did it
1: you didn't even know where you were meeting you just kind of just randomly walked around and you just ended up being in the same place
2: yeah which, oh <laughs> no actually seeing you here should we do a
0: show yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty much
1: by the way james i've been enjoying your podcasts um uh, i see you've been you've been upgrading your thumbnails and your style and your quality and it's all really noticeable and it's great
0: ah oh, i'm i'm kind of glad you asked me that because it gives me an excuse to rant and i always like an excuse to rant so i've <laughs> I you may have noticed I've got I've got a kind of an aesthetic uh, a sort of uh, and a, an approach to things which I I think without sounding
1: yes you 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 sit you sit in front of your garden so we can always see what's happening <laughs> in the background
0: yeah. <laughs> I think look occasionally I what is it about the comments on Odyssey and Rumble and uh, they crap so when crap. I read them they are written by people who are, do you know about Lush? Hmm? I was going to bring Lush, up Lush. Lush, I'll, I'll...
2: Daemon, Lush Demons.
0: Yeah, yeah, Lush Demons. Yeah. So yeah. I reckon that the, the people who comment are, uh, they are demonically possessed because they, they have nothing nice to say. They just talk about shit. They whine about stuff like, oh, I see that your guest was really offended when you took a phone call yeah. in the middle of the podcast and you could see his distress well you bloody couldn't because he's a mate of mine and he didn't give a toss he just thought it was kind of funny you're projecting your possibly made up anxieties i'm not even sure that you are sincere in this criticism yeah and look i'm i'm a what am I? i'm generation x i'm not very good at, at technology i do not know how to turn my phone off in, in such a way without turning off my internet as well So it's an occupational hazard that occasionally calls will come through and uh, and I don't want them ringing, let alone, can you imagine the embarrassment of having my, going on to answer message and somebody leaving an answer message in the middle of my my point? Much better to pick up the phone and say, hi, hi dad. No, um, uh, I'm doing a podcast right now. Thanks, goodbye. That's fine. So (laughs) there are some things about my podcast that that absolutely had to be remedied. One of them was the sound quality. Sometimes the sound yes. quality was so shit, it was a distraction. Yes. That yes. needed addressing. I, 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 hands up, or whatever the phrase I'm looking for is, I had to get that sorted. But there are other aspects which I really do not, I cannot be asked to change, nor will I change. And anyone who expects me to change it can fuck right off. You know, I, I don't believe these people are sincere. Anyone who loves me, loves my podcasts, knows that 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 the kind of the homemade quality is part of the charm so yeah yeah maybe i'll get better graphics yeah maybe the sound quality would be good but that's as far as i'm going to go i'm not going to go full american
1: and also i mean everybody loves your love actually jumper
0: you're trying to provoke me aren't you you're trying to a bit like you did on what does his name
1: what does his name colin firth is is that that's the guy who wore the jumper hey
0: the one do you know who, uh, the one who really annoys me is the one who's slightly alzheimer's ish i think um you know the one the one groovy uh, played the, groovy no, rock, the, the aging no rock mind. star
1: oh he's fantastic don't 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 buy drugs kids become a rock star and you'll get them for free
0: do you think he's uh, i i think he's slightly early stage dementia do you, do you not think
2: <laughs> oh bill Nye. oh yeah 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 bill Nye um yeah. I don't know. Like he's one of the all of these people have kind of played mentally deranged characters on screen, and then the last few years have act, they've demonstrated that they are genuinely mentally deranged in real life. So
0: I think I think pretty much the entirety of the acting profession is deeply compromised.
2: Can I just that that thing about your production quality, James, is is an yeah. interesting thing because one of the I I get why uh, there are some people on our side who, who want uh, us to do things in a more slick, effective way, it's more glossy and organised and I think the reason for that is um, that's a big part of the edge the other side have on us is that they've got all the money and all the the personnel and, and all the kind of glitz and the glamour, they can make things look very polished. And what that means is they can sell people absolute bullshit, but they present it in such a brilliant way that everyone swallows it, you know? Yes. Um, and so there is an argument that, well, you know, we need to be better at that stuff. But at the same time, uh, the the thing about, your podcast and others where it is clearly just you in your house struggling to to make a connection and make it work and make it sound okay means there's very little room for suspicion you know there's very there's i don't think many people could watch your podcast and think oh he's clearly sponsored by the wef you know it's so i think there is also an advantage in just
0: keeping things i'd love to be
1: i'd 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 be very happy to upgrade everything
0: Uh, no i i totally wouldn't i absolutely totally wouldn't i i just don't like have you ever like i really can't stand when you have to film stuff and do more than one take things like that i just can't be asked absolutely can't be asked Mm. you have to do all that stuff you know uh, people people demanding different takes and, and and improving the sound no I think you, you need the spontaneity.
1: James, just going back to your comments about the, the Odyssey comments. Excuse me. yes um, what annoys me very much. I actually spoke about it on my radio show today. Which, by the way, you must come come back to. Yeah, uh, sure. It was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. yes what really annoys me. Tell me if you, if you gentlemen agree. It's this ultra, ultra cynicism that people on our side seem to have it's like oh he said that in 2020 he cannot be trusted so like unless you are 100 percent in agreement with that person everything they say you must agree with otherwise they're controlled opposition like, there's, there, there's no space for redemption there's no space for changing one's mind at any point you have to have been precisely the same for the last yeah. 20 years and not only that, you have to be precisely the same as the person who's looking. Yeah,
0: I agree totally, and yet at the same time I disagree. I I think we we talked about this at the um, at the event, didn't we, Bob, the, the other yeah. day? About the re- the research. When you've been down the rabbit hole for a while, uh, especially if you're a Christian, I have to say, because you get this kind of this gift. Um, you acquire this ability to discern and it's weird you can sniff you can it's almost like being a witch finder you can sniff people out and um i mean i know that bob is for example is totally trustworthy i i have no i don't know about that i don't know about that look at
1: those yeah look at those glasses i'm not sure
0: definitely evil Jim. (laughs) i don't trust you at all and i'm only doing this it's because because i don't look white it's because i don't look white that's why that's that's very true actually that's now you yeah now you mention it you are (laughs) a bit you you are a bit (laughs) you've got a touch of the. may i say you've got a touch of the megan markles about you
1: exactly there we go. Yeah. You see, yeah. nobody can actually determine, you know, if I'm white or not. It's the palms of my hands that matter.
0: I think you're big <laughs> boy. I think you are. <laughs> um, but, okay, so I sort of agree with it, with with, with with all the people who say that we should not spend our time um, just spiraling spiraling our own people. At the same time, I recently did a piece about jordan peterson and i did a bit of research there is no question no question in my mind not a shadow of a doubt that jordan peterson is a roman he is part of the psyop he probably has been part of the psyop for a very long time much longer than people credit credit him as as having been a been a, a, a bad actor and it was extraordinary that the the number of fanboys who, who who are so personally invested in Jordan Peterson being a good thing Jordan Peterson being a hero and the, there was lots of kind of vitriol and and defending of corners and so on and I think that when somebody is batting for the other side while pretending to be on our on our team they need to be exposed. And it is not a waste of time exposing them and pointing out exactly how they are compromised. It, it, this is a good use of one's time. I mean, frankly, if we didn't devote some of our time to analyzing these things, we'd all be out of a job because we are, we are in our way, cultural critics as well. It, that, that our shtick is, is a form of cultural analysis. And if we can't talk about who is right and who is wrong, yeah, as, as some people say, Oh we shouldn't judge, we should leave it to God to judge. Then we're out of we're out of a job, aren't we?
2: Yeah, I I think uh, it's very hard because I agree with what Germ says on the one hand of there are people who are just relentlessly sceptical and yeah, they're a pain everyone's controlled opposition, everyone's a shill. I mean I don't know, I can't remember the name of that person who wrote that completely insane blog post a while back. It was basically taking every single vaguely prominent voice on our side and saying, here's why they're controlled opposition and you can't trust them. Um, I, In my experience, a lot of the time, it can come down to the fact that some people just aren't as far down the rabbit hole as you are, or some people just yeah. don't see things the way you do and it's frustrating, but it doesn't automatically mean that they're a shill, and that they're working for the enemy. You know, hard as it may be, we've all, we've all got to different stages at different rates, haven't we? Um, having said that, there is definitely such a thing as controlled opposition and people who aren't who they claim to be, and mm. that we need to be really careful about that and it's very you know you asked i mean you asked me and and then we went off on loads of tangents about what i thought about elon musk and who who was the other person yeah. um who did uh, you say yeah. joe kenya west oh kenya west yeah okay so this is good you know good examples of uh people who are held up as heroes and saviors and you know these guys have come to solve all the problems. And it just doesn't add up, particularly when you're dealing with people like that who are billionaires and have massive platforms. And, um, you know, the thing about Elon Musk is that if, if Elon Musk really understood what was wrong in the world at the moment and where we were headed and why it was bad, uh, he would probably shut down most of his business enterprises and completely <laughs> back yeah, he everything he's ever done, and said, uh, "Yeah, you know, AI isn't the answer. Technology is shit. We need, we need to stop all of this stuff." And he's absolutely not doing that. You know, he's very much yeah. um, focused yeah, he'd be on. Opening free- yeah,
0: opening up organic farms.
1: Yeah, and and space is space is fake and gay.
0: Space is fake. Okay, um, it is. My- also, <laughs> if uh, I suspect his Halloween costume wouldn't be based on Baphomet with a, with an inverted cross, that, that seems to me quite a tell that he's not that he's not exactly. Um,
1: but can I just throw a spanner into the works here? what i've noticed something and maybe bob you will agree with me there's definitely an increase in a percentage of people who just simply do not get satire anymore everything is taken at face value elon is a troll elon's a troll okay so he doesn't necessarily dress up in that outfit and to make the point that he believes in that he could be saying he could be taking the piss all right because what i'm what i'm trying to say is yeah. people people do things to to take the piss also to make a joke of something to make yeah. light heart of something yo you could I, I don't mind i don't know the answer yeah, yeah. i'm just i'm
2: just there's a lot of this going on germ where um mm. there there have been things
1: and um, i'm not i'm not uh, defending elon by the way
2: yeah, but but for it's so a good example is these guys in America who've been mm. going around. You know, in America they have all of these uh, public hearings and mm. sort of school boards and things. And these guys who've been going around, um, pretending that they're the most woke uh, mm. people ever, and the screaming, "The guy with the, the, guy with the big grand, boobs, you hasn't yeah. had their booster yet, and stuff." And it's satire. And it gets Mm. shared on social media and provokes outrage from our side. People say, "I can't believe this is where we've got to." Going, no, 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 these these people are satirizing
1: the (laughs) enemy. Okay,
2: like let them do it. Um, but the thing about the the Musk thing, it's interesting because like it's possible that you're right, and he's just doing that to make fun of um the idea that the elites are all satanic but the I think James would probably agree with this that the reason these people have got away with a lot of the things they've got away with is is exactly by pretending that it's all a game and it's all a bit of fun and we're just doing this because we think Mm. it's a bit quirky and cool and we don't really believe in any of this shit so don't worry about it you know
1: so it's subversion within subversion
2: yeah it's a Triple bluff. <laughs> <laughs> I, th-
0: I think you you need to be aware of how important signs and symbols are to mm. the forces of darkness. It, it's absolutely paramount. They they believe in gematria. They believe in, in 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 symbols, which which is which is why, for example, um, if I if I look back at my collection of of rave albums from from the the late. Um, rave very late 80s early 90s that yeah all sort of rave rave compilation dance compilations and stuff the number you you would find with a with a with a a a pyramid or a a triangle and with an eye in eye in the middle uh it's we may think that a that, that a pyramid with a with an eye in the middle a single eye is is just a a pyramid with an in it you know a cigar is just a cigar but to them it's 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 part of a sign that, that the the luciferian agenda is 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 being imposed upon upon the world the, the, these these <laughs> things matter it's not it's not a game
1: i think i think I, what I, I, you're I, saying is is true i mean i i i mean look somebody like elon he names his kid punctuation marks. so i mean already your alarm bells should be ringing you know
2: yeah, somebody like Elon the thing is it's a bit like Trump isn't it um, somebody that powerful and influential with that much money was in a position at the beginning of all this to really do something to stop it in its tracks and, mm. they, and they didn't you know um, yeah. I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a well a, a bit of shit at the moment for uh, my View on the whole Asim Mohotra situation.
1: He was on my show today.
2: He was on your show
0: today. Okay. <laughs> <We're seeing>
1: you. <laughs> he was on okay. my TNT now, show today. We, yeah. Now we've found
0: you out. We found you. out <laughs> yeah, All
1: right. All right. Tell me more. Tell me more.
2: Um, my my concern at the moment, and and James flagged this up a long time ago, is to do with this idea of the controlled reveal right that there was always a plan to reveal what's happened with these injections but in a very specific way using very specific people to create a narrative that um that those who set this plan in motion are happy with, right? So I'm pretty sure that the people who've planned all of this and who are behind this agenda uh, knew exactly what this drug was and what it would do, and I think they designed it specifically to cause ill health, injury, and death, nothing else. It wasn't Mm -hmm. made to, to benefit anybody. Okay, And I think they knew they had a roughly two-year window to get this into as many people as possible but at around the two-year mark the damage would be, become so obvious like so undeniable that they would have to acknowledge something there would have to be some kind of acknowledgement they would probably mm. have to stop it but they were determined that it would be stopped in a very specific way which is that the majority of people in the world believe, and history records, that nobody could possibly have known there was any problem with this stuff until the end of this year. At which point, a few people made some stunning, brave, amazing breakthroughs and wrote some papers, and the whole thing was stopped. And there'll be some people who, get accused of making mistakes and whose fault it is and who have to take the fall but ultimately we all move on as you know no one could have known and it was all a big tragedy uh, a big mistake and we uh, we can't allow that to happen you know this is my concern because it was so obvious it was obvious before anyone had got this shit anywhere near them that it was a bad idea it was certainly obvious by the first couple of months of 2021
0: mm.
2: that this stuff was killing people and and the context of it and this is what gets missed a lot and really pisses me off the context of this is that there was absolutely no need for any treatment for any emergency treatment for this illness so if you're going to make an experimental vial of gunk
1: it would be, it deliberate.
2: be the safest drug that has ever been created mm. because no harm or death is justified because no one needs it there's no need for it it's completely pointless and this is the thing that this context gets missed like everything else needs to be discussed in that context that yeah. we didn't need it because we weren't in an emergency we clearly there, there wasn't a pandemic and this illness was very easily treatable with readily available, safe, cheap, effective medications, you know. Um, this is what annoys me and, and I, I just think we need to be careful about people suddenly emerging who were on the other side, who were pushing this stuff. And have switched. You know, without any excuse. That there was no reason for any of those doctors to be on television recommending this stuff to people at the time, who now kind of, you know, they, they come into our camp, okay, fine, and say, I- I'm on your side now, okay, fine. I'm going to take the lead and, and rescue you all. Uh, well, hold on there. No, actually, I'm not sure you're the right person to do that. You know, maybe take a seat at the back and maybe listen to us We'll tell you what we've been doing, what we've found out, what we've already tried, which, by the way, is what you're trying now, Okay? We've already been into Parliament. We've already told all the MPs. They knew months and months and months ago and nothing happened. So you're not doing anything new. You're not going to make any breakthroughs. And it's just it's a bit suspicious when if you know that this information has been relayed uh, and all the evidence was presented way before this stuff got anywhere near children or pregnant women and nothing happened and now all of a sudden two years later everyone's taking notice i, I just think it's sensible to scratch your head and think why is that I, you know do you understand what i mean yes um, i do I'll tell, I'll tell you something i'll tell you a story about um i mean this basically happened on twitter anyway so it's kind of public but uh in the first Couple of months of last year is either January or February. Um, guy called Joel Smalley. Do you know Joel Smalley? You you, you come across. He's a he's a brilliant um, statistical analyst. Very diligent. Very very careful. Um, very sensible. Who'd been looking at various pieces of data and things throughout the the whole time and and sharing uh his analysis and you know saying here's why here's why the tests are nonsense and here's why the the deaths and everything's being skewed anyway um he he did he published this set of graphs and statistics in the first couple of months of last year um looking at the deaths overall deaths in the over 80s starting from the last few months of 2020 and going through to where we were at the time. Um, And he pointed out that that, it clearly showed that the deaths in that age bracket were coming down, had been coming down for weeks and were way down um, until halfway through December, which is when the rollout started, at which point the deaths shot straight up in a straight line. Now, that was acknowledged by the media largely, but they said, yeah, but this is the next wave of the virus. This is the virus doing this, and this is why we need to get the rollout going and get everyone vaccinated as quickly as possible. But what Joel pointed out that was most significant was this, ha- this happened all over the country at exactly the same time. So he said you can't... We, we can be absolutely certain of one thing. This is not a pathogen that's transmitted from person to person because you don't get this pattern. It spreads from one place to another, to another, to another. It It's absolutely impossible that you get this spike in deaths everywhere at the same time. So we rule that out. What else might it be? We've just injected all of these people with something that we know is a completely experimental new drug that Lots of the scientists who've worked on it for decades have massive concerns about and say we should never use on human beings. So anyway, I shared this at the time and said, you know, this seems really bad. We need to stop this now. Look, it's clearly killing people. And um, I got almost immediately colleagues from the paper, mainly from the science desk, pounced on this and said. Um, this is nonsense because as you can see from the article we published today, the vaccines are really safe and effective and saving millions of lives. And it was just an article they'd written, you know, sponsored by the Gates Foundation saying how great the vaccines were based on nothing. And I was, and I sort of said, okay, but look at this. I mean, can you explain what this is? Because we know it's not a virus. What's doing this? And then, and luckily, Joel actually jumped into this argument and started, you know, explaining his research and what it was showing. And they just completely ignored it. Uh, and eventually they stopped uh, responding. Um, and that was where, I mean, that, you know, this. I'm not telling this story about me, but that was the point at which I started to get warnings and these uh, mm. private eye Started to appear about me, about you know, every all his colleagues hate him and stuff. But that evidence was there, and as journalists, they should have really taken a close look at that and accepted the fact that this is very weird. If we can't explain, if we can't put this down to a virus, you know, whatever, it doesn't take a fucking genius to work out what it might have been. And these people were just ignoring it at that time. This is before anyone under 80 had had this stuff. And you think it was all there. That was all the evidence anyone should have needed to stop these things in their tracks. And it's gone on and on and on. And the fact is, it's too late for millions and millions of people now. And now that it's too late, suddenly, oh, we're all willing to listen. Yeah. It just, I just find it
0: disgusting. I, I, I'm with you. Do, do you. do you know these people? Do, I mean, how much... I'd never them.
2: met them. They weren't people I'd ever met. They were just, you know, journalists from the science desk who, who started yeah. attacking me, you know. And usually in these situations, I would go to the work email and kind of say, let's not fight publicly, you know, because we're supposed to work for the same paper. Let's uh, try and sort it out privately. Um, but they they weren't interested. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got such a low opinion of journalists in the mainstream media. It just, just they're, they're out.
1: Mainstream, I think, is the wrong term. I've come to, I've come to hate that term. You know why? Because Joe Rogan is mainstream, but he's he's, no, he's, he's a lot, op. but he's a lot more independent than say Fox or CNN. Establishment. Lastly. Establishment, I think, is a better term than uh, than mainstream.
2: Yeah i just you know where was the there should have been so much caution with this medication whatever you think about the situation we're in even if you think we're in a deadly pandemic and millions have died from the virus that has absolutely no bearing on the safety of the medication the medical procedure you are you are recommending everybody takes i agree Uh, i think bob
1: i think that look i so my my personal view is not really relevant but i personally don't think that there even was of a, a SARS virus but be that as it may let's assume there was there should never have been any draconian measures at all people should have been given the choice to have made their own decisions for their own health
2: yeah yeah i no, absolutely but this is the other thing this is the other mm. thing that i don't get right because lockdowns the, the, a similar thing has happened with lockdowns as is now happening with the vaccines, where um, there was this moment where it was sort of undeniably proven lockdowns didn't work, and everyone on our side sort of went, hooray, we've won, we were right. We didn't. We shouldn't have done lockdowns. And you're thinking, no, we didn't need, we, that was not our argument. We didn't need them to be proven ineffective. Mm. Whether they worked or not, they were disgustingly immoral, and the yes. people implementing them had absolutely no right to do it that was it that's and, and they weren't the only thing you know they were not the only option there were lots and lots of things that could and should have been done before you even get anywhere near considering something like lockdowns but the the thing i don't get is we, we'd live through a year of politicians making it so clear that they were totally devoid of any moral conscience whatsoever that they were willing
1: i'm just doing to my just job
2: people, you know to stop the spread of what, what's allegedly a mild cold and then you get to this point where I, I i mean i i would describe it like this imagine you've been kept in prison for a year right and every day your jailer comes in and tortures and abuses you And every day they promise you that they're going to release you tomorrow and every time it's a lie. And then one day the same person walks in with a dirty needle on a tray and says, if you inject yourself with this, I'll set you free. Now, you might take it out of desperation. Okay, that's one thing. Maybe you would, but why the hell would you assume that that's going to be safe or beneficial in any way? And this this was the situation we were in like why, why on earth would you think that when they present you with this vaccine that it's not going to be exactly the same as everything else they've done which is do you think pointless, and dangerous
1: do you think do. maybe bob that that people genuinely genuinely were scared i mean even robert malone for example as has done a, a series of <laughs> of 180s now i i don't know what to make of all of that he's now suing everybody under the sun um but do you think that it that it is possible that people were genuinely fearful because the propaganda campaign was so good it was so well oiled
0: who are you talking about um, which people um
1: yeah. just you anybody mean the general- general public, yeah, or, yeah or yeah
0: yeah no, anybody I,
2: I, uh i can understand ordinary members of the public being scared because mm. the, the, yeah like you say they they spent millions billions of pounds on propaganda to scare them but mm. uh, if we're talking about people in positions of responsibility like they government health advisors they and should have known better they all like know that they should have absolutely known there's no reason to be scared here there's no emergency nothing is happening basically the the idea of this pandemic is like somebody seeing a sunrise in the morning and saying this is an unprecedented emergency right Mm. nothing about the ordinary situation we've always lived with which is people in their 80s and 90s who are perilously close to death because they've got cancer, Alzheimer's and heart disease, get a respiratory illness and die, and it kills them. And for anyone else who gets it, it's a mild cold. That is not an emergency. That's what we live with every day. And they took that, put it on the news every evening and said, look at this thing you're not aware of. It's it's new, and it's an emergency panic. Mm. If they had said... Let's just put this in context. Here's, here's how many people die every day. Here's the average age of death. Here's how ill these people are. Here's what would happen if we recorded everyone who died with a cold in their system. Colds would be the biggest killer in history. If they had put that in context, everyone woman me have immediately gone, there's nothing happening, and they didn't do it on purpose. But the people who you're talking you know the people who aren't those ordinary members of the public understood that context. that's the point they always mm-hmm. knew the
0: context yeah and they
2: deliberately That's the kept story it about
0: in. were you familiar with with Boris Johnson going into hospital yeah you know, that uh, uh, quite early on i remember that okay you, you know that was that was completely faked that was staged the whole thing he was not he was not ill
1: much like that much reason. like biden getting his injection well, on, a, well, on a on a stage. Well, well,
0: those those are obvious, but I think it's a bigger deal when 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 the nation is told that the prime minister is is in a life and death situation and he's being publicly wheeled into hospital mm. in fear of his life. That's quite a that's quite a big deal. And apparently, what happened is that that you know he got wheeled into this room and then and then he said, right, right what, what do we do now? what, 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 what what's the plan? <laughs> uh, that was quite good. Was that bad well, so, so you realise just how you realise just how many people must have known, like lots of it, people that um, I, I I know.
2: The other thing about that, though, is when that happened. Um, you you know, I remember thinking, okay, so lots of politicians are going to end up like this. You know, this is we're going to see loads and loads of people. Almost dying and going to hospital, but lo and behold, the only person it happened to was the prime minister. Everyone else was fine. Amazing. Uh, how how amazing? What amazing well, yeah, really? no,
0: actually, quite a lot. Of, a lot of them seem to get it every other day. Uh, the, the, there was a sort of competitive. Yeah.
1: When did you? When did you guys? Uh, decide that this whole thing was nonsense.
0: I. Um, early on I, I i believed it i i sort of when nobody else was taking it at all seriously i was i was saying hang on a second guys this 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 shit is real this 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 could be serious this could be the big one
1: so um, when was that like feb march 2020
0: yeah exactly so so i was i was yeah you know, i mean i actually so you thought so um, you
1: thought at that stage it was real
0: well i made some money out of it because um i, I was looking for looking for shares because well obviously you would I mean I, I, I felt that I had what's known as edge in, in, yeah. in, in stock market and I did I, I, I had sort of my, my instincts were correct I had had knowledge which enabled me to short carnival cruises and make $10,000 um, because I thought the cruise lines were going to be here yeah. um, but by the time everyone was going pretty much by the time everyone was going we must take this problem seriously I was going hang on a second I, I I smell a rat. Look, I, I mean, I I think it's silly playing the game of who who knew earliest that it was all a scam. I mean, obviously there were there were the people who people who knew nine eleven was a scam and, and and who knew about the moon landings. I they would have took been ahead of the game.
1: No, I took forever to figure that out. I took um, I was I was uh, a late bloomer in the nine eleven thing.
0: No, no, no. What I what I mean is the the people who were already down the rabbit hole probably mm-hmm. were predisposed towards understanding that this this too was 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 part of part of the scam. I mean, I, I did a podcast quite early on with Dolores Cahill, who was the, the 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 Irish virologist, stroke epidemiologist, stroke expert on vaccines, and she was saying, "Don't take the vaccine." Well, in mm. Irish, obviously, not not, not in... in um, no, she was in, Jamaican. So, is,
1: hold on, James, you have um, to do that again. you got to do that again.
0: Well, don't take the vaccine.
1: It sounds Jamaican.
0: <laughs> well, well, it was. That was Ramis. That was, that was Ramis doing, channeling, you know. Um, Morgan
2: Freeman doing Jamaican.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um... By that stage, it was fairly, look, look, I mean Bob is—I don't know about—but I, I, I suspect that, like like me, Bob has a fairly rudimentary medical training, I, I, and yet we knew yeah. we knew that the thing to do was not take the vaccine should it ever come out obviously we, we were told that it was, wasn't going to come out for another 10 years so we were safe you know, because no vaccine ever ever gets released within a year
2: because that's a good point though that's, a, that's another thing where yes
1: yes you know, the, the length of time
2: where there was a time when we were all locked down in 2020 when the consensus was we'll probably never get a vaccine right that's what the media were writing is that it's highly unlikely we can ever make a vaccine and at that time they were entertaining they, they were actually kind of tentatively sharing this idea that actually no one's ever managed to make an effective vaccine for this kind of illness, because it, it, uh, this is a thing that's extraordinary. You know, it was, it was sort of put out there. We were told about what had happened with the ADE response, right, that this thing, if you try and vaccinate against this, it completely fucks up the immune system and the scientists have not, they've spent years and they haven't figured out how to address this problem. And then all of a sudden we get not one, but like six labs across the world simultaneously go, including, we've done it, we've made it.
1: Including yes. Moderna, yes. Moderna, Moderna, Moderna who had never.
2: Anywhere in the world stands up and says, how did you fix the problem with the immune
0: system?
2: <laughs> no, none of them asked.
0: That's but, the thing, Bob, actually what you're describing, that, that for any, journalist worth their salt. There was so much low-hanging fruit. Anyone even mildly curious to get an original story could have gone. Well, hang on a second. there's this? there's that? And yet, none of them did their job. None of yeah. them. And so I don't understand how they can sleep at night. I don't know how. I, I mean, okay, it's slightly different for you because you, because you're a, you're a cartoonist, but but I think a lot of people go into journalism because A, they're unsuited to, to having a, a proper job but B, because they're curious about the world and they, and they want to chuck stones at the establishment and, and and find the truth and yet an entire generation of journalists completely gave up on all that. They go, oh yeah, we're just going to do whatever we're told and it doesn't matter if people die or, or, or if, if we tell lies or just make shit up. They, they all went along with it. I mean, how can think-
1: I think because yeah, I, I I I still buy into the idea and I don't I don't I don't really buy into the mass hypnosis hypothesis anymore. I I did for the longest have you
0: done time. Him? The hmm? des Matt. Did did you he's do been, Matthias?
1: Yeah, he's been on my show twice. He's a, an amazing did you find guy. incredible yes he's fantastic he's a is a very smart guy he's great um I th- i've even bought his book and i think everybody should buy his book i think he's he's got some really good points however i don't buy into the idea of mass hypnosis um i don't think that crowds can be hypnotized i don't even think generally speaking people can be hypnotized now i'm not a medical expert right so i I'm, i could be wrong on this i'm just saying my opinion is i don't think i can be hypnotized and i don't think any of you gents can be hypnotized and i don't think i don't think anybody can sort of cast a spell on masses of people right so I, <laughs> you're getting very sleepy look into my <laughs> eyes Joe. look into my eyes, <laughs> I the eyes into the eye. but uh, But I did think that for a while because it made sense but if you spend if you spend some time on it you you realize that perhaps perhaps all that was going on was an incredibly brilliant propaganda campaign it was the same propaganda campaign was happening all over the world everywhere at the same time it's just it's an amazing coincidence right all the airports were saying the same thing they're using they use the same language yeah when when in your life have you heard of this of the term social distancing i'd never in my life heard of it up uh, until 2020 the only other time was in a movie that came out in 2012 i think called contagion however i had not watched that movie and i watched (laughs) it in 2020 that's
2: the way to hypnotize people
1: Maybe. I hypnotized well,
0: you thinking it was a cat
1: there. <laughs> yeah. But the, the term social distancing was a ridiculous, I'd never heard of it, right? So it was yeah. ridiculous to me. Uh, and the idea of wearing a mask to protect from viruses is also stupid because, I mean, that was something that I knew was, was, was absurd from, from the get-go. And everybody just bought into this. So I think what had happened was people generally sorry genuinely got taken up by excellent propaganda um and went into a state of self-preservation because of fear essentially
2: i i i think the the mass hypnosis theory uh it works to a certain extent right i mean i mean i think it's possible to say that that phenomenon captured a certain proportion of the general public but the, the and, and for a while, I thought that's what they were saying had happened. And then I realized, you know, I, I did some digging and realized that no, the theory only works if everyone up to the highest level is captured by this mass hysteria. And I thought, no, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. Because you can't plan mass hysteria, mm. right? You can't write, you can't kind of make signs and design propaganda and store things in warehouses just in case you all go mad one day. And they're like, oh, when we go mad, we open this warehouse and get all this stuff out and do it. You know, it was all um, when they when they decided to bring masks in.
1: <laughs> what has James do?
2: in every town <laughs> every, all over the world. Say
1: what? This <laughs> I can't hear a thing. <laughs> All right, Bob. Try again.
2: You know, I just—I was just uh, bollocking on about the Nazis. I I think it's an interesting idea, but I, you know, um, the other thing is, I've seen people the way some people have behaved, and the encounters I've had with certain people. I just—I don't buy into the idea that behavioural science is that powerful. Mm. Or hypnosis is that powerful? There's there's something else. Uh, there was a really good blog post I read of, uh, quite a while back. I, I can't remember who wrote it. It was sort of a random thing I came across. Um, talking about the the nature of all this and when it began, and it was these two guys who were who said they'd been sitting around a, a, a campfire talking about it, and they both agreed that. Um, when this started, subconsciously, uh, it took them a while to recognise it. But but there was this feeling that something deep and ancient had shifted beneath their feet. It was it was it was much better written than this. It was very poetic and and eloquent. But you know that that something bigger than us and bigger than our knowledge and bigger than our propaganda and our media and our science was on the move that, that had changed and fundamentally nothing would ever be the same again mm. couldn't quite put your finger on it yeah. but you just had a feeling and I think that it, a lot of us felt that and it took us a while to actually uh, come to terms with it but I, I definitely feel like something like that happened.
0: yeah and yeah. what rough beast it's hour come round at last slouches yeah. towards Bethlehem to be born
2: there we go
1: yeah there we Get go on. exactly exactly that's uh that's that's from lord of the rings eh?
2: no <laughs> <laughs> that, um it's uh, uh um yeah.
1: it's from it's it's from frodo <laughs>
0: yeah
1: by the way i i see lord of the rings as a great metaphor for the last couple of years i've been re- referencing lord of the rings plenty times I genuinely see it as a multi-layered uh, metaphor, in the sense that Frodo and the ring represent, you know, the, the journey of searching for truth, and all the battles that happen along the way are the allies, uh, you know, different people with different value systems, all coming together to because they realize that there is an ultimate battle that needs to be fought, but they all still have their own things. Because, for example, yeah uh the last couple of years have shown that a number of different people who otherwise before 2020 might not have been allied on certain things or suddenly allies
0: yeah so which one are you
2: yeah elves and dwarfs coming together
0: are you uh, bob are you are you a legolas or aragorn
2: well wow, this is interesting because i i agree i agree completely jim and i was having this um conversation with you do you know um you know ava Vladingerbroek, the dutch journalist
1: yeah she she yeah. she used to work for the forum for democracy
2: yeah so i i met her <clears throat> a few weeks ago and we were having a lo- we had a long discussion about the lord of the rings thing
0: she's because- glad wasn't she
2: i <laughs> well this is the thing i i suggested that you know uh the whole i sort of say um people look at orwell and huxley and um say you know these are these are the kind of parables for what we're going through but the thing is they're very negative they're very kind of you're all fucked. <laughs> humanity is doomed if you yeah. want a book that kind of reflects what's going on with optimism and hope—you turn to Lord of the Rings mm. because, it, again, is it, it seems to talk. You know, I, I kind of feel like uh, people say Tolkien was writing about the wars he'd experienced, but I like to think he he was kind of a prophet without maybe realizing it. He understood to
0: some extent what was coming. Mm. Well, they're all the same, aren't they? The wars. I mean, yeah. I mean, the First World War uh, is, the, is the Second World War is the war we're experiencing now. It's all the same. It's all the same battle.
2: Yeah. Um, but my argument was that you know, in the Lord of the Rings, it's the hobbits, it's the little people, who who uh, are completely underestimated by everyone else, who no one expects to be a threat, that actually end up saving saving the world.
1: Um, and James is James is quite little.
2: The well, you know, this is the thing. I, I'm a freakish <laughs> hobbit, and James is a slightly above average height hobbit, but yeah, um, it's true. But anyway, Ava uh, disagreed with this and she said that no, um, Tolkien is kind of uh, in his different races and with the, the men and the elves and the dwarves and the hobbits, it's, it's kind of he's trying to, um, portray every aspect of humanity as it is and show that you know they can all if they all work together they can um defeat evil which uh, may be the case as well but it's definitely there's definitely something in lord of the rings and i remember nearer the beginning of all this there was a lot more chat about lord of the rings you you remember sedan of sea james used to do his lists and and a well he was doing lord of the rings lists wasn't he
0: he was
2: where he assigned people characters from lord of the rings they were yeah. great lists yeah that feels like yeah. about a decade ago doesn't it when that was it
1: does by the way <laughs> lord of the rings is a christmas movie
2: oh how do you no 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 how did do... it because
1: it came out it, at, the it, sort it, of... it came out at christmas remember
2: also it i came think out at christmas. At almost... okay, that's that's the loosest definition of Christmas movie I've ever
0: heard. No, but, uh, even, even though he's completely off beam, at the same time, I think that um, a Christmas movie, almost by definition, has to be one that bears a lot of repetition. And Lord of the Rings, yeah. the Lord of the Rings trilogy is one of the very, very few films, films or film sequences that I can watch again and again and Me too. never get disappointed. Me too. Eb- yes, every time,
1: every time.
2: Yeah, that's true. I agree.
1: And, um, I agree. Also, the Hobbit, to some degree.
2: No, uh, no. Rubbish. He the the Hobbit. One of the Hobbit films. I think it might be the last one. Contains the line, "Don't worry, I've got this." No. To which point? I just I just thought oh, to you kill know, a whole a whole shat all over Tolkien's legacy with that one line.
1: No, it's... really, was it in there? Yeah, Uh, Yeah.
2: because that was the wonderful thing about the original trilogy is how faithful they were to Tolkien's language and how much of it is just lifted straight from the book. And then the stuff that they had to write themselves, they basically pretended to be Tolkien. And that's what makes those films so amazing. And then with The Hobbit, they just thought, nah, bugger that. We'll just try and make it modern, kid-friendly language
1: it was it was the same director hey uh, what's his name jackson or something
2: but it started off as um guillermo del toro didn't it he was he was originally helming it Mm. and then he dropped out so they got jackson back well
1: listen to this i have no idea if i'm going to get thrown with rocks but i'm going to because of my wife i'm going to be watching the new avatar this coming week in, th- in 3D I have to wear those stupid glasses I hate wearing those glasses and it's like apparently it's like over three hours long
2: yeah I don't I mean who who actually I know everyone went to see the original Avatar but I don't know a single person who came out of that film saying <laughs> it was really
1: good I went <laughs> the last movie that I saw with 3D glasses was a Jurassic Park and it was absolutely terrible it was such yeah. a waste of time
0: 3D is complete shit. It didn't catch
1: yes. on. No, it's stupid. I don't know why they did that, and
0: it's so expensive. Somebody told me that actually they'd been to see Blade Runner. What's the sequel called? Oh, 2049 Numbers. Yeah, and they yeah. Uh, they said it was really good with with the 3D spectacles. So, you know, uh,
1: well, the sex I player. watch. Did you guys watch Top Gun um, in the movie? It was fantastic. Yeah. I didn't. I'm. Um, I i do not think it was 3D, but it was on the big screen, and it was wonderful. It was the first for me. It was the first blockbuster movie that was brilliant. Uh, I think since Lord of the Rings. Oh
0: yeah. Uh,
2: I did enjoy it. I did enjoy that that film. I don't. I don't want to like Tom Cruise.
1: Yes, but, but it was great. Yeah, uh, look, Top Gun. Top Gun had everything in it that was wrong like it was all raw raw america it had a little bit of wokeness in it like they didn't mention who the enemy is um and they brought in you know a female pilot because they had to and you know all the usual stuff but it was sort of balanced out with a lot of other brilliant movie making in it like classic classic movie making yeah, yeah. i don't know, james
0: sort of. you're not you're
2: not that keen on top gun are you well world.
0: it's not that it's it's like like once you know once you you, you it's very once you're awake it's very very hard yes. to parse everything from, from newspaper but articles to okay. movies
1: to hold on James I've got to stop you that that was what I was talking about earlier that's that black pill problem that we have that we get we get caught up we get caught in that trap of being ultra cynical then about everything and so therefore we don't enjoy anything like I i'm the same I'm, I'm on the same page as you but i went in to watch top gun with the idea that it's just entertainment that's it i know that it's gonna have wokeness and all that nonsense in it but i just wanted no, to I see think, i just I, wanted I to, to agree, see those I jets think it
0: means that you you cannot unsee you cannot you mm. cannot do that but what, what you do is you 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 enjoy things on different levels mm. so so yeah. you you've got your critical faculty which tells you this yeah. is just pushing the military industrial complex and and mm. he's a he's a Satanist and etc etc and then you've got the oh look at that look at that fast flying machine going look at the missile you know and is is his buddy gonna die again or is he gonna uh, be rescued in a really implausible scene where he hijacks an enemy plane and um yes he is oh I've (laughs) sport the film
1: but it was it was still great it was still a great blockbuster because I mean these days every single movie now is crap
0: yeah, obviously. Hey,
2: look, yeah, it I have uh, was Uncomplicated, I, 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 wasn't it? It was just a straightforward, satisfying story, which is quite rare now.
1: I think what we should do is we should we should end this podcast, but James must end it. <laughs>
0: um, the end. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. You've got to end it as if it's your own, and then I'll and then I'll hit the end. Oh, you I'll...
0: mean by asking everyone for money? Oh, oh no yeah. no no
1: no 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 no! We don't. I, okay, you can do idea. that.
0: Thank you for listening to German Warfare's substandard <laughs> podcast with with some really high quality, the best guests you could ever hope for in his <laughs> masochistic <masturbation laughs> fantasies. Um, please remember to to give the money to the cause that really needs it, which is James Dellingpole's Hunting Fund. <laughs> we've, got, we've got to end this this gay orgy now, because otherwise I'm just going to get divorced. What, yeah, what, come on. What,
2: you need um, to pull out. Where can
0: you find my stuff? I, I don't know, it's, but I look, you find it on the internet, it's, it's, it's very good, telling oh. God.
2: Happy Christmas, everybody, uh, and, a, and a very merry new year.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.